This is Jets Rewind. I'm Marty Shupak, and I'm joined by Ralph Sharega down in Florida. Ray Clifford is making his way home. He'll be on shortly as we just witnessed another debacle as the Jets got shut out by the uh, Miami Dolphins 30 to nothing. And just a couple of things I'm going to have some comments from Ralph. But um, because of what happened uh, today, the Jets are out of the playoffs. Uh, I don't know what the scenarios were, but I heard them announce it on the Jets postgame show. I guess Cleveland came back to win. Joe Flacco lit it up again. And uh, I don't know what other team. Who was Chicago playing? Was it the Titans? I'm not sure. Uh, Chicago was playing uh, Cleveland, I believe. Oh, that's right. Cleveland won. But I really wanted Chicago to win that game. Uh, Uh, Whatever it is. But anyway, the Jets are out of it. Uh, This is the eighth straight losing season. Uh, This is the 13th straight season that they're not in the playoffs. And I just want to go into this game, I, I got to tell you, the offensive line, they cannot run block, they cannot pass block, and they can't communicate. I know that they've had a litany of injuries. I know that the offensive line, this is like the, I don't know, 13th or 14th different or 8th or ninth different starting offensive line. I understand all that. But, and I'll be honest with you, I was switching from the Jet game to the Giant game. I was so bored. And the Giants lost. They were awful. And their quarterbacks got sacked seven times. Their offensive line is beat up like the Jets. But at least they gave some resistance. The New York Jets offensive line gave zero resistance for four quarters, which is embarrassing. And I'll say this, we spoke about him. I would fire their offensive line coach, uh, Keith Carter, Monday morning. There's absolutely no reason to keep this guy on the team. You need some sort of fresh voice to do something because everything went wrong. Mackay Becton, he can't block. He can't run block. He can't pass block. Uh, Lakeland Tomlinson, he was another awful free agent signing. Um, the guy I was hoping on, uh, Jake Hansen, who was awful. Even Tippman didn't have a good game. They were just pathetic. And and the reason I'm staying on that is because that set the tone, I believe, for the whole darn game, including the defense, which, uh, uh, unlike what DJ Reed said at the beginning of the year, they, they're not the 85 Browns defense. And they, they have a number of things wrong also. But um, and the one thing I just want to add too, our coaching staff, you have to make adjustments on both sides of the ball. When I see a guy like Waddle cleaning up, and it's obvious that DJ Reed can't cover him one on one, you got to make changes. The best player in their team wasn't even playing, and then this quarterback he starts out. I guess he was twelve for twelve. So I, I'm just fed up. I'm beside myself. And a full disclosure, I told Ralph, I told Ray, if I didn't do this podcast, I love doing it, and uh, I appreciate all the fans. I don't know if I would have watched the whole game. It was just so unwatchable after like five minutes. It was an embarrassment, a total embarrassment. 
And, and this team is going to be in the abyss for a long time because this Aaron Rodgers is, is holding them hostage. Like I've been saying every week. And the one thing I'll say about Aaron Rodgers, how bad it is, is when the games are so bad, the announcers don't know what to talk about with the Jets. It all turns to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. And I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of this Aaron Rodgers situation. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of hearing Robert Sala starting to sound like Rich Kotite in every press conference. And then I'm seeing Jets around the league that are doing well. I mean, I have to see in the Giant game, Demario Davis, who looks like Dick Butkus. He's all over the field. The guy must be like 36 years old. You know, the only player in the league he's not as good as is, is Blake Cashman. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I, I, Ralph, I am just, you have no idea how upset I am. And, you know, it's funny because we were talking and it's it's something that Ralph said when we were talking about different winning and losing scenarios. And Ralph said, I'm tired of wasting three and a half hours on a Sunday. And that's exactly how I feel. I'm sick and tired of wasting my Sundays watching this so-called professional football team. It's just they're unwatchable, they're boring, they have no foundation, and now uh, Zach Wilson, it's officially, does have a concussion. I think Zach Wilson has taken his last snap as a Jet. It's just a pathetic situation. Everyone is hanging their hats on this guy that meditates in a cave and speaks to dolphins. I, I say clean house. I say get rid of the coaching staff, get rid of the general managers, Tell Aaron Rodgers it's not working out. We're going to go a different direction. Bite the bullet. We're going to be killed with the cap. But, you know, sometimes you're going to go further to the bottom before you can start climbing out. I know I've said this probably every year for the last 13 years. I am just so sick of this, Ralph. So let me have your comments now. Well, let me just get ask you one thing, Marty. How, how do you feel about this Jet team? <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, it's it's embarrassing. I think the Jets have become a sitcom that need to be canceled. Uh, my my friend Matt Lewis pointed out that in the first quarter, the Jets <clears throat> had minus three yards of offense, which means that Tyreek Hill, who didn't dress, outgained the Jets in the first quarter. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can't get any worse. You know, I, you know, you point you. you you can't point the whole blame at the Aaron Rodgers hostage thing. The Jets are a mess from top to bottom. I agree with you. They should they should cut cut the top cord with uh, Rodgers. They won't though, and they should get rid of this whole whole administration, the whole coaching staff, and start from scratch. I agree with that totally. It's probably not going to happen, but uh, you know, I, I I can say proudly that I, I left the uh, the sports bar with ten minutes left in the game. And I have a feeling I didn't miss a whole lot. Actually, I missed I, – it was the strip sack. Uh, Makai Becton, that guy should be a defensive lineman because he knows every way to get to the quarterback. <laughs> He's like he, – he has gone from being a joke because of injuries to being just a horrible football player. I don't know if it's because his knees or his legs are shot or he doesn't care anymore. But any team that pays money for this guy, good luck to them. He's now become, Ralph, one of our historical horrible first-round picks. And again, full disclosure, you know I didn't want him. I wanted Tristan Wirfs. I said it at the time. But still, 
he showed something his rookie season, but now he, he can't run block. He can't pass block. He goes off sides at the most inopportune times. The guy's just a waste. He's just a, they go right around him. And, you know, uh, Zach Wilson, listen, I, I, again, Zach Wilson, I've been on since, since day one. Even though on some plays he went backwards, today was not his fault. If you watch, his first four passes were great passes. Um, even the one to Tyler Conklin was a catchable pass. He could have had that. I even thought that that pass to um, Gibson, Xavier Gibson, uh, should have been caught. It was a hard catch, but you you got to make those catches. We see all these receivers, other teams, making great catches. But except for Garrett Wilson once in a while, we don't catch the ball. <laughs> I know you talk about Garrett Wilson and his incredible body control and his like Gumby-like way he twists around. Boy, boy, uh, the Jet quarterback sure tests that on every throw with this guy. This poor guy is like hung out to dry on every play. I mean, he's, you know, he makes these catches contorting his body and he gets destroyed and he's just a slight guy. Um, he, he did make some nice passes, but, you know, and, and most of it is the offensive line's fault, but, you know, he, he doesn't pre, pre-snap read. You know, Tony, Tony Romo, who annoys me on many levels, but he, he does know how to read pre-snaps and he's pointing stuff out. Like the right side is like overloaded and, and they never make any adjustments. I know it's a communication thing. It's a coaching thing, but it's also a quarterback thing. It's, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a team effort, this disaster, I have to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny, Ralph, because uh, my son, Michael Schupach, huge Jet fan, uh, he loves Tony Romo. So you know what he said to me about four weeks ago? He goes, Dad, I listened to Tony Romo. What's, why wasn't he a better quarterback? It sounds like he calls the plays before it happens. I said, yeah, it's, it's, when you're in the booth, it's one thing. When you're on the field, it's something else. You know, but he's right. Tony Romo was a good quarterback. He wasn't a great quarterback. No, he was good. He, he was good. Uh, I think but, that was his strength, though, reading the field, yeah. his ability. Oh, look who's here. You can Yo. call me Ray. Yeah. Ray, how are we you used all the fireworks, Ray? We've been uh, oh, praising the jets. joyous time. That was such a fun event. <laughs> you, uh, you, I don't know if you have a cat on the table or you. I do. <laughs> but Ray, first of all, not to give it a plug. Um, and by the way, before we do that, I have to do one shout out. Brian from Jersey City. He lives like three or four doors down from my uh, son Michael. Brian, I wish I was doing a shout-out on the better circumstances. Huge Jet fan forever. He was a season ticket holder. So, Brian, hopefully you're listening. But, Ray, what is the name of the bar you go to? Is it actually in Columbus proper? Uh, it's on the uh, north side of Columbus. Probably a little outside. They have like a, a loop that goes around two, they call it 270, which inside of that would probably be Columbus proper. We're just outside of that. It's called Knockouts pub and grill it's it's uh it's in not a new place but it's in it's, it's under new management over the last year or so so they were called something else before but um they they've uh been around for th this place as it is has been around a little over a year but uh it's a nice little it's a nice little pub it's uh it's got plenty of TV. It's definitely sports related it's got plenty of tvs how many jet uh, fans show up every week well in the good days, we get about between twenty and 
25 is usually the top right now. We were, we're growing though. We're getting different people this year. It's just that when you're this, uh, <laughs> when you're yeah. just pathetic at times, it's hard to keep people coming. It, uh, it, now, it was, I'm just asking you a question because you have a good story. <laughs> Ray's a little ill-prepared uh, for the watching the what we just watched, and I'll tell you why. But one last question, and you get into the story about what happened today at the bar. But <laughs> are most of the people like transplanters from the East, or are they just... Most of them are, yeah. Okay, all right. Now, I mean, almost... All of us have some connection to New York. Um, most of them have a connection to the city, um, or or at least the, you know the Long Island area. You know that down that way. Right. Um, I'm one of the few that's like upstate, up around the middle of the state. Right. Okay. Now tell the story of what happened today during the Jet um, Dolphin game and why uh, you're ill prepared for the first time ever in 12 years doing this podcast. <laughs> well. For, you know, I could have actually sat at home and watch the game today. It was on because the Steelers and the uh, Bengals played yesterday, so the Browns were the only local team on the you know on the national front. They would have had it on CBS. They had the the Browns on uh, Fox. CBS, this company called Tenga, I guess it, I think it's called, is is the one that distributes for CBS that has the rights to CBS the contract. Well, they're in a fight with. Pretty much everybody dish right, right. Okay. everybody so can't watch it so i go down to the bar and it's on there they're using paramount plus i believe or, or some other platform and it's the second quarter right and it, when i get down there it's the second quarter right and, um it's already 10 nothing pretty quickly 17 nothing by the time i get there right um, in the third quarter they drive down make it 27 to nothing and shortly thereafter they go off it's they've switched to the Packers and Tampa Bay so I'm like and they're like we're okay we're on Paramount Plus it's not part of the DirecTV and that we're fine they're at they're at commercial break comes back Tampa Bay and Green Bay <laughs> it isn't on any platform other than the New York, you know, that area where you are and probably the Miami area, they didn't subject anybody else in the country to the rest of that game. Right. So in, in essence, what we're saying is for a Jets bar in Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> that has Jet games every week, and I don't know how they work it out, the game was so horrible, they actually took it off at the Jet bar, which – in retrospect, was probably one of the smartest common sense moves ever made. Oh, yeah. The other thing is, you couldn't see the game. Were people up see anything. first? Uh, that? No, you know, by the time they did it, it was 27 nothing. So it's hard to say anybody was really mad. They're like, oh, I can't believe it. But at the same time, they're like, well, it makes sense. All right. I will say, you know, and, and as far as the game goes, there I got to see one very, uh, very telling statistic. Uh, which was right around the middle of the third quarter, probably. And uh, and you can tell me if, if it changed at all, but they threw this graphic up on there that said, uh, plays in the opponent's, uh, in, in yeah, the opponent's side of the field. Of the yeah. Side of the field. Zero. <laughs> in other words, over 50. And, that, and it was 23 for Miami and zero for the Jets. And right. I, I wondered if, did we ever make it across midfield? Yeah. Yeah, they 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 got a, 
Then they got across. Uh, Trevor okay. Simeon started showing off his his arm. Okay. Some penalties. I don't. I don't remember. All right. Let let me uh, let me read some of the. I can't go through the whole thing. Just some of the notes. Um, I wrote in first quarter. Becton was abysmal. Um, I, I said on the third down pass play, I thought Gibson should have caught that play. I don't know why the announcers said that it was tipped. They showed in slow motion. It wasn't an easy catch, but I thought he should have had it. Um, I put also Miami, and I know uh, Ray didn't see the first quarter. Every pass at the beginning was a quick pass at the line of scrimmage. Did you notice that, Ralph? Yeah, they make quick decisions. And um Quick, something quick that decisions. quarterbacks don't know how to do. No, and it's set up right. I put the fake punt to me is a coaching staff that's pressing and panicking. It was the wrong. Yeah, it was like field. six yards to go on that, something like that. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that one would really shock me. Right, right. I, and I put that I thought before he went out in the few passes he took, I thought Zach was right on target. But, you know, the thing with Zach is when he gets uh, – uh, spooked, you know, he just loses it. And I think, you know, that's part of what happened, but he didn't have a chance at all. Um, and Ray, just, you came on a little late. I'm calling for uh, the offensive line coach, Keith Carter, to be fired. And and I'm just saying is they can't run block, they can't pass block, and they don't communicate. And they don't have any resistance at all. It's like they hike the ball and there's no line. And I told Ralph, Ray, that I watched a little of the Giant game, and, and their quarterbacks were sacked seven times. But at least they had some sort of resistance, and they they had, like, uh, something of a of a ground game. I mean, um, just so you know, uh, the Giants had 60 yards on the ground, which is, you know, which is not great, but it's something. But the Jets aren't doing anything right. In the second quarter, I made a note that Tua started out uh, nine for nine, and uh, then it was like 12 for 12. And I think I wrote a note to Ralph. I said, Ralph, who's winning the uh, the uh, field position game today? Because it was just ridiculous. Every time they had the ball, they had a short field. It, it was awful. Um, and um, I put also in the second quarter, Tony Adams had to have the worst penalty I ever saw in my life. <laughs> and I think he got a concussion from it. it, 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 it it's, it's like these teams were almost in the locker room and he goes <laughs> and hits the guy. I never saw anything like that in my life. Ralph, was he the one at the right at the end of the half? Or, or I think yeah. it was he got the, the roughing. Yeah. Like, he actually hit him helmet to helmet if you look at it closely. And, you know, the play was over. And, yeah. Uh, Right. He's the one that ended up going in the blue tent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was – and Ralph – Ray, Ralph called was Mr. Bubble Wrap. Was having, <laughs> they, they treated him like, you know, he was Ronnie Lott in the preseason. <laughs> oh, he can't play. He can't play so good. Uh, he's had some good plays, but he's been a disappointment. I also put – guys, can we have anyone that can hold on to an interception – Quincy Williams, it was right in his hands, right in his hands. And at first they said, oh, that was a tough play. Then they slow it down. Yeah. What did they want? It's tough about it. It hit him in the hands and he dropped it. Even he was mad at himself. I mean, he knew he should have had it. There's there's no doubt. Well, you know, this Alan Lazard thing is just spread to the defense, I guess. <laughs> Very <laughs> contagious. Hey, he had, he had a nice catch, Ralph. He did. He actually caught one. He's... What a ball. <laughs> 
Um, I, I also made a note that the uh, at the end of the quarter, actually, I wanted um, when I still thought we had an outside shot of, of making it a game. I wanted Salah to call timeout, and he did. And actually, I think uh, Romo mentioned that too. And after that, I, I quit taking notes a little bit. I in the third quarter, I took notes that it was third and eighteen for Miami. And they ended up going for it on fourth down. They got the first down. You can't make this stuff up. As good as our defense is, they, they can't make oh. some big stops. They they had them tackled after about 10 yards and then let them push them another, you know. Yeah, you know, that, that whole push thing is getting ridiculous. It is. I mean, it's just it's a joke. I mean, they don't blow the whistle and they just get more offensive linemen keep coming yeah. and pushing. It's like, and what, what is it? It's a different, it's not something. This, this is not rugby, and that's what we're turning into. Uh, this is not. I, I, I'm I'm betting that they're going to change that. They are, Ralph. They said they're going to review it. Uh, they, they're definitely going to. They're going to do away with it for next year. They, there's going to be a number of things they're going to do away with, and including the Jets. <laughs> Ray, you won't be happy. There was an article this week. I should have sent it to you that they're going to do away with the hip drop tackle. Whatever. Yeah, I saw that before, and it's kind of like the horse collar only using your whole body. Basically, is what they're saying. It's you know, it's and you know, this is all about. It's not about safety. It's about money. Let's face it. They want to protect their assets, so. They they don't want you know these high dollar you know players getting hurt and so you know money is uh, money's the problem it ruins everything in the end so yeah we'll we'll, we'll see what happens but it's uh, it, you know it turned out Ralph at one point I guess the third quarter the Jets best offense was two penalties on third down I saw them they were Three, uh, illegal one of them was actually a ticky tack. The second one what probably shouldn't have been called either. The first one was legit. Right. right. Ray, you came on late. The Jets are officially out of the playoffs because of what happened today. Kidding. Oh my God. Okay, hey, so you're gonna hurt his feelings. Come it's on. 13, oh, I have nothing to watch now. Yeah, 13. <laughs> 13 uh, I do want to make a, a comment about you uh your your thing on the offensive line coach, which I'm not saying that's you know a bad move, but if you've got a different offensive line every week, it's hard to hard to coach them up because a lot of being an offensive a good offensive line is you work together, you communicate, you know how the other guy does his stuff. Each each guy knows their their role and they know how the the other guy handles things. And when you're changing guys all the time, I don't know any coach that would make this offensive line look good. Now, is there somebody who could have made them a little bit better? Yeah. Possibly, probably. I don't know. I don't know enough about this guy, but you know, we've got to get guys who can stay on the field, and we got to get guys who are, you know, have some talent. Right. I don't remember the year it was, but it was a number of years ago. The Jets were up in Seattle, and the big thing was the Seattle wasn't starting one a single guy <laughs> offensive starting offensive line. Do you remember when that was? I do. It was. The same game when Sean Ellis got the fine for throwing the big snowball into the stands. It's like they started five guys off the street, and they still whipped the heck out of the Jets. I don't zero sacks, I believe that day. So how does that happen? And then with the Jets, you know, we give we can't make excuses for this guy. Again, the Giants got whipped today, but their offensive line it, it was they gave. Some resistance. I know. The Jets. The last, you know, I think 
a little bit of it was we played well last week against Houston, and and I, I think we all thought that you know meant something going forward. And the reality was, yes. Houston's defense is not Miami's right. defense. They are, you know, they're they're head and shoulders over where Houston is, both on the defensive line and the defensive backfield. And they showed that a couple times with some pass defenses that were outstanding when they got there and knocked the ball. Right. You know, th this was a huge step up, and and you know, and Phillips was injured. Maybe we'd uh, do a little better with this wide open offense that we showed the week before. But you know, if you're not giving Zach time to do anything, I don't know why we expect that he's going to. They had nothing, and uh, Ray again. You came on late. I I said to Ralph, I, he has an official concussion. Does he? Okay. Yeah, I think that's it for him and his jet career, to be honest with you. Here's a question. Who starts next week? Well, it's going to have to be Trevor Simeon. I mean, and uh, Rattler. Rodgers was cleared to play. He's not going to play. Rodgers. Well, I wouldn't play him, but I'm Rogers, He's not going to play on this offensive line. And I don't see how a doctor is going to clear him. And I'm just so sick of hearing and talking about it. I just, it's just ridiculous. And, he gets more camera time than Bob Kraft. Did you notice that, Ralph? Well, I, I got to tell you, it, 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 who else are you going to put the camera on on this Jet team, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see Sal on. anymore. Maybe Rob Calabrese. There's a guy who's doing a good job. He... There's no accountability for anything here. He gets so... more camera time than Taylor Swift, which is saying a lot. <laughs> That's true. He, he does. He does. I'm just... I, I wish I'd clean house. I really do. I just, you know, and again, we've talked about this numerous times. In the middle of the year, the Steelers, they let go of their offensive coordinator. The Buffalo Bills let go of their offensive coordinator. And, you know, we're stuck with the same garbage. garbage <laughs> I, think, I think the Bills made a step up with uh, with uh, Joe uh, Brady. Real Brady. Brady but, yeah. but the Steelers are pathetic. I mean, yeah. they, okay. they were worse. So but, I'm but sure they'll still end up with thing. a winning record, though. Watch. Yeah. But they made a change, yeah. right? Okay. And I'll tell you, you know what our offensive line reminds me of? You guys ever see the cheese? Yeah, well, almost. You ever see the beginning of like a college or high school game when the cheerleaders are holding the big uh, paper thing pulled <laughs> out? And the first guy runs through, and it, that's exactly what our offensive line looks that big paper mache, whatever it is. With it is the only thing is, we don't have a design, it's, it, it's just incredible. So, um, I think we're going to close this out. Any more, thank God, because <laughs> we're going to do a uh, preview show. I'm going to beg and plead to for Ralph Sheragan to hang on for the next three weeks. And, but uh, I have fingernail right now. You know, it's like uh, I know, I know. you ever saw the movie Saboteur by Hitchcock, and they're holding on to this guy's sleeve. I remember that, and the sleeves Central Liberty, and it's like praying at the end. Uh, yeah. Who, who do we have next week? The Commandors. I think it's the Commanders on uh, Christmas Eve. A definite game that they could actually maybe stay in for about two quarters, you know? Jets fans, I would either eat two hours before the game or six hours after the game if you're having a Christmas Eve <laughs> dinner. It just is just beyond belief. Um, you know, it's amazing how it changed from one week to the next, too. Uh, Ray, as you go over the defense, I, I sh shouted out in the middle of your 
you talk that. And also, remember, they were missing Phillips on the defense, who's a heck of a player, too. Remember, yeah. Phillips, really, yeah. really good. So uh, anything else you guys want to add before we shut this down? Well, I'm not sure there's much you can add to this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to be on the air. Somehow I'm going to – fans and, and uh, audience, I'm going to convince these two guys to stay true. They do bleed green. We will be on the air towards the end of the week, probably on uh, Friday or could even be Thursday. So uh, for Ralph Sharega, for uh, uh, Ray Clifford, Marty Schupak, remember Christmas season, help out, you know, anyone that needs uh, canned goods and all that stuff. And we'll be on at the end of the week. Until next time.